Yo, what is up, you beautiful, sexy motherfuckers? It is your favorite Fatboy Ray coming at you with another Fatboy Takes. I hope you guys are doing very well this wonderful Monday. Just so y'all motherfuckers know, I recorded a podcast on Friday, but I'm a fucking bozo and my dumbass fucking deleted the last 30 minutes of it. So here we go. We're going to do one right now. This one is going to be a little bit shorter than the one I had on Friday. I had all these fucking dope notes and shit, but your boy fucked it all up because he's a fucking clown. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing great. Happy Monday. Yeah, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the rookie of the year race. The def- the def- no, we're not talking about the defensive player of the year race. We don't give a fuck. We want to talk about the MVP race. And we're going to talk about, we're going to have an, this, another NBA talk. We're going to talk about the the East and the West. I'll uh, probably talk about the West first. Uh, get that shit out the way. And then we'll talk about the East. Um, But yeah. So I... And you already know the vibes. If you hear the clickety clickety clack out of clack, you already fucking know that I'm looking shit up on my right monitor. Um, but yeah, let's fucking go. All right, y'all. So let's get into the rookie of the year race. Literally, it's a two-man race. I hate to say it. I ain't going to waste my time talking about Ivy. It's between Pablo Boncaro and Benedict Mathurin. I don't know if I said his fucking name right, but this motherfucking young man is fucking balling. He's averaging 19 points a game, four rebounds a game, and he is currently the fourth seed with the Pacers. And then we have Mr. Brancaro. Yes, the Orlando Magic, they're not very good, but the man is playing out of his mind. He's averaging 22 points a game, 7.1 rebounds a game. I'm going to be honest, though, he's missed seven games, but he's been rolling. I'm. I still have Bencaro as my favorite to win at all. I don't. But I Benedict might win it if he ends up making the playoffs with the Pacers. There's just no way he doesn't win it because obviously he's contributing to them making the playoffs. He's averaging 19 points a game, and they're playing winning basketball right now. So if I'm a journalist, I'm probably gonna end up voting for Mr. Benedict. But Bencaro is fucking balling. I don't I think they're gonna have to like team success is gonna play a role in this, even though it kinda sucks. But it's just the right way to do it because he's he's contributing to winning basketball. His he yes, he has a better team than Bancaro. Bancaro's probably like is the first option, but like let's be real, it's literally him and Bulbul. The rest of the jet the rest of the magic are kinda mid. No disrespect to them, but uh, yeah, so it's a two-man race. I'm pretty sure it's going to either be Benedict or Pablo, uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it for that. Short and sweet. Let's get into the MVP race. All right, so basically the MVP race to me is four players. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Like, I called that Jason Tatum would be a frontrunner for the MVP. I'm just saying, your motherfucking boy said it. I had a lot of fucking haters tell me that I was just being a fucking homer. I fucking knew that this dude was going to come back with the fire lit under his ass after taking that motherfucking L. You can just fucking tell. Like, and for one, the dude ran out of gas. He literally played the most basketball out of every single player last year in the finals. Remember, he had an Olympic run straight into the season. The dude works his ass off. I fucking knew it. I'm just going to say, put some respect on my motherfucking name because I fucking called this shit. Um... So Jason Tatum currently right now is the front runner for the MVP. He's averaging 31 points a game, seven rebounds per game, and five assists per game. And he's playing elite defense, and he has the best fucking record in the league. That you that has to go into account that he is currently 
the number one seed in the East, and actually in the NBA. He has the 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 overall best record in the NBA. Jason motherfucking Tatum is the real deal. Kid's a superstar. He is the number one front runner right now. And then let's talk about Luca. I'm gonna be 100 with you guys. I don't give two shits that Luca's averaging 33 points a game and eight eight rebounds per game and eight assists per game. The dude is fucking 11 and 11. I don't give a shit. If you're a fucking journalist, how do you vote for this shit? If you have a vote, how do you vote for a fucking dude that's 11 and 11? There is no fucking way that this dude is 11 and 11 right now. And also remember, Tatum is literally guarding the best the best offensive player on the other team. He's playing elite defense while averaging 31. While Luka is just playing subpar defense. Yes, his defense has got better, but let's be fucking real. You were literally, you and Trey Young were the two worst defenders for your positions the last two years. Congratulations, your defense has increased 5%. Too bad nobody gives a shit. It ain't winning you games. And now let's get to Nikola Jokic. I said that this this shit was going to be a four-man race, basically, and it's true so far. Jokic is number three right now. He's averaging 22 points a game, nine rebounds per game, and 8.9 assists per game. And he currently holds the second seed in the in the West. Mad respect to him. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be between Tate. It's gonna be one of these four dudes, but it's it's gonna have to come down to whoever has the best record at the end of the year. There's just no way, like they're. It's gonna have to come into account this year. There's just no way that the because them to me, I feel like the MVP race is gonna be super close this year, just because Tatum, Joe Keegan, and Giannis are gonna are gonna be fighting for them top spots. And that brings me to the third dude. Say, Giannis is like literally on the same boat as Tatum, averaging 31 points, 11 rebounds, and he's playing elite defense. Like to me, all that has to has to be taken into account and the record. Like last year, we know Joe Keek won it, but he was a six seed, whatever. But the reason they were literally a six seed was because how well he played. Like Luca, like I said, Luca's averaging those crazy numbers, and he's literally like a tenth seed right now. If like. If I'm a journalist, I'm not voting for that. If I get a vote, I'm not voting for a dude that's a fucking 10th seed. I don't care if he's like the best player, averaging the best averages. Like, there's no way that I am going to vote for a dude that is 11 and 11. There's just no way. Don't even get me started. Don't not bring no Steph, none of that Steph shit, because he's on the same fucking boat as Luca right now. They're both 11 and 11. I would even put I would put Devin Booker in front of all those dudes, considering that Devin Booker currently is averaging 29, 5, and 5. And current and Devin Booker is doing it without Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. He's missing two key players. But then again, to me, I don't think that record is gonna stay as good as it is. The uh, to me, I, the Suns are fucking frauds. That's why I'm just gonna say it. But to me, right now, currently, the the three front runners are are Tatum, Giannis, and the Joker. Other than that, I don't give a shit. Until Luca is like a fucking fourth or fifth seed, I don't want to hear about Luca. Like I always say, it's like. Luca needs to get the fuck out of Dallas. He's literally wasting his fucking his youth there. M- Mark Cuban needs to stop playing Moneyball and realize that he has a dude that could win now. He needs to get him another superstar or else he's just going to waste his talent away like he fucking did with Dirk. He put pieces around Dirk, but it was already way too late. He cannot do- afford to wait 
to do that with Luca. Because if I'm Luca after this contract, you don't put nobody around me, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, so basically, Jason Tatum, number one, Giannis, number two, Joker, number three. It's looking like it's going to be one of those three dudes right now, just solely alone because they have the best, currently the best records in the league, and then Devin Booker, but like, Devin Booker, to me, I feel like that, that record's not going to stay that way as as where I feel that Joker, Giannis, and Tatum, their overall team records are going to be up there, and it's going to be because of them. Like, yes, they have solid teams, but it's going to be because of them. They're going to clearly be the best players on their team. So to me, it's going to be one of those three dudes that wins the MVP race, but currently I have, I have Tatum. Tatum has to be the front runner. He's literally been balling. He outplayed Luca the other day for one. He hasn't got a. Ch- he's outplayed the Joker as well. He hasn't got a chance to play Giannis. It so right now currently he's outplayed two of those top three players that are in the MVP running, except for Giannis. All right, that's fucking it for the MVP race. Now let's talk about the motherfucking Western Conference. Let's go. All right, so let's talk about the motherfucking Phoenixes. They're currently the number one seed in the Western Conference. I I kind of expected this. The Suns are a, a good regular season team. But when it comes to performing in the playoffs, they fucking choke. And another thing, CP3 and his shit fucking glass hamstring fucking hamstrings need to get it together. It is either now or never for the Suns. If they don't do shit this year, that's it for CP3. He ain't winning a ring unless he literally goes to like a crazy ass contender that he can literally afford to play like 40 games a year this is to me i feel like this is the last hurrah for cp3 i don't really see cp3 playing like at a very very high level for very much longer father time is going to whoop that ass um but to me the phoenix Suns are playing great right now they currently have the best record in the west and they have like a they have a top 10 defense they're they're playing well but I just, I don't know. I cannot trust them Like come playoff time. To me, they're just big-ass frauds. There is no way they should have lost to Luka last year. There's This shit should, should just not have happened. Whatever. It is what it is. But Devin Booker is fucking balling. Fucking balling. Now, let's get to the Pelicans. I am super, super impressed with the Pelicans. They are currently 15-8. and eight. Didn't nobody expect this team to be that good. Um, reason being... That, you know, they expected Zion to miss time. And Zion has actually played most of the season. The dude missing time is Brandon Ingram. So, to me, I feel like these dudes still have another to. They're they're going to be able to reach another level. But it's all going to depend on the health of Brandon Ingram. Kind of sucks because you know what you're going to get from Zion. You're going to get a fucking solid ass 20 and 10 out of, out of Zion almost every night. Um, the kid's going to gonna play try to play elite defense on the best player um i am very impressed by the pelicans hopefully they keep this run up they don't come back to earth this is a team that i would like to see have success just for the simple fact that they got robbed when they had ad and cousins like cousins tore his his achilles and that kind of fucked everything up for them um but we'll see like i said i would love to see the pelicans stay at the top of the west but who knows to me, I feel like if Zion gets injured, it's going to affect them a lot. Just because Zion is their best player. Even though B.I. like be balling, but Zion is the best player on that team. McClellan's a good player as well, but Zion is the best player 
that seeding is going to depend on Zion very, very much. And now let's get to the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are currently 14-9. Joker doing Joker things. Obviously, he's in the MVP race. He's playing well. To me, I feel like this team come playoff time, this team is going to be deadly. MPJ Silk, you can tell he's not 100%. You can definitely tell Jamal Murray's not 100%. I literally watched the Clippers play against the Denver Nuggets the other night. Uh, you can literally tell that Jamal Murray doesn't have his lift yet, but when that dude gets his 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 legs under him, dude, watch out! These boys, these boys are gonna be balling. To me, there is no excuse for the Denver Nuggets not to at least make the Western Conference Finals this year. I think they're there. I even I I would take these dudes over the the Grizz in a seven game series easy, just because Joker is so damn good and and Murray is gonna be playing it. Close to 100%, and I think that's enough to beat the the Grizz. I don't see anybody stopping Joe Keek on the Grizz if they end up playing. I don't really see anybody stopping Joe Keek in any of these teams in the West. Who knows? Maybe maybe Aiton can do it, but we'll see. The Joker is just that damn good. It's a nightmare. You're going to double him. He's going to pass out. He's going to hit the shooter, and he has a lot of shooters. So, But we'll see. But currently... 14 and 9, third best record in the in the West. And then here we go with the Grizz. 14 and 9 as well. But right now the Grizz are injured. They just got Jackson back. I know Bain is out with a couple injuries. But to me, it's like this team goes where John Morant goes. So it's like if if Jaw gets injured, their season's pretty much done. So like like that's where the whole his his they need to prioritize Jaw's health because if he gets out, that's it. Their season's pretty much done. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so yeah, but we'll see. It's like and the offense, and and Jaw creates so much offense for that team. Like all those other dudes can't really create their own shot. It's pretty much Jaw creating a lot of that offense. Now let's get to the Sacramento Kings, which. I am super impressed by them. Diarian Fox is playing out of his mind right now. Sabonis looks so much happier. These dudes are currently 13 and 9. This is a team that I would love for them to make the playoffs. Even though I know they're not going to make noise. I really like what Mike Brown is doing there. Mike Brown is trying to change the culture of these young bucks. Which is pretty badass. Because that's a problem that these dudes have had. They... They will get good pieces and then like they just hire the most fucking shittiest coaches for example like when they had uh malone uh the the former sonic fucking coach they literally fired him because the marcus cousins didn't like him the marcus cousins got his ass fired which was a stupid bonehead move because we we know that that dude was a good coach. He fucking coached the fucking Supersonics to the finals. Yes, they lost to the Bulls, but he still got them there. He coached the Nuggets. It was just didn't make any sense that they listened to fucking DeMarcus Cousins. I get he was a franchise player, but he was he's a fucking bonehead. Like we all like we know now that Cousins is a damn bonehead. Like they had a shot to actually get get a good coach, start shit up. But whatever, they fucked it up. But now they got Mike Brown. Mike Brown's trying to change the culture there. He's doing a pretty good job so far. So big ups to Mike Brown. I'm pr- I'm like I'm proud. I feel happy for all these dudes. Um uh, let's talk about the next The Golden State Warriors are currently a sixth seed. 
By the way, on the pot on Friday, the fucking Warriors were literally a fucking, uh, fucking playing team. So they beat the Bulls. So now they're occurring 13 and 11. But I'm still not impressed by the Warriors. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. The defense hasn't been as good. Like, yes, Curry's been playing out of his mind. But Klay Thompson does not look like himself. Like, I will admit, Klay Thompson looks a little washed. But who knows, maybe he's not 100% yet from that injury. Maybe we'll see how he looks in a couple more months. But right now, currently, he's like very, he'll play like good one game and then he'll play like shit for like four games. So it's kind of hard to judge the Warriors. Like, it's just, and then they have all their young dudes stepping up. Like, Poole's been playing well. Like, but the thing is, like, I don't, I still think they need Curry, Clay to show out. If Clay's not that Clay, I don't think this team gets back to the finals. I don't even think they get out of the second round. Um, but we'll see what happens. It is a long season. We've they have played twenty four games already. We're like a quarter away of the season done. But I I currently do not like how the Warriors look. But who knows? They can always turn it on. They are the Warriors. Um. Now let's talk about the Clippers. The Clippers are currently 13 and 11. This is a team to me that this I feel like this team is prioritizing health over wins in the regular season, which is cool. But the thing is, if you're going to go into the damn fucking playoffs as an eight seed, you're literally going to fight an uphill battle the whole time. Like, they're going to have to get Kawhi and PG on that court eventually to try to get them at least to a fourth seed. Like, there's no way <coughs> I see the Clippers going to the to the playoffs as a seventh or eighth seed and making it to the finals. Like, I don't care how good PG is or Kawhi are. Just playing a, a game seven away three times is asking a lot. Or even if it doesn't go seven, like considering that, I'm pretty sure, like yeah, maybe they'll 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 end up like as a fourth seed or whatever. I don't think they stay a seventh seed, but to me, if they do end up going that route, that they prioritize the health of their players, I feel like it's gonna be an uphill battle for these dudes. And I don't know if they want if they want all that smoke, because to me, that shit seems pretty rough playing a, playing game sevens away. Like, especially when you get into that second round, you most likely are going to play a game seven in the second round and in the third round, depending on your matchup. Um, But whatever, we'll see. Like, and also that team has, is like tailored for Kawhi and PG. So it's like, it's kind of disappointing that we're 24 games in and we really haven't seen what this team is. Like, what is their full potential? It's kind of shitty. But whatever. Let's talk about the Blazers. The Blazers are currently 13 and 11. Uh, they, they just got Damian Lillard back. Before Damian Lillard went down, they were like a second seed. Let's see if they start rallying off some wins. I Nurkic is playing well. Let's talk about Nurkic has been balling. I know I know because I have the dude in fantasy. He's been going off. And that dude uh, Simone's the rookie has been playing well as well. Um I just feel like to me, I gotta see more from the the Trailblazers. Now that Damian Lillard's back, we're gonna see if they're gonna start climbing up them them rankings again. Like the West is kinda tight right now, except for like the first, second, and third seed. Like everything is like within striking distance. Like 
if a du- if a dude play if if the if a team plays bad on a back to back, that's it. They fall out of like the fourth seed. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the Blazers can make noise. I like I like the German Grant pickup. It looks it's looking good right now. I like how this team is currently constructed. Like they have a, cu- a couple of pieces to fucking defend wings, but we'll see how it works. Um, and now the Utah Jazz are 14 and 12. The Utah Jazz fucking finally came back to earth. I was really, really hoping that the Jazz would keep playing well. My, I feel bad for my boy Tyler, huge Jazz fan. Like it just sucks. Uh, but big ups to Larry Markin, and Larry Markin has been fucking going off. And let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Womp womp. 11 and 11. This is ridiculous. This is a team that is supposed to be at least a fifth, sixth seed. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know how Jason Kidd still has a job. You you have Woods coming off the bench still? Like, the guy is your second best player. Stop the fucking madness. They just signed Kemba. To be fair, Kemba Healthy will probably be the second best player on that team. But I don't see Kemba staying healthy. Like, Kemba's knees are just shot to shit it looks like and it sucks because i was i kemba is a very great player very clutch player he plays big heart like it just sucks that he's having these issues uh the mavericks need to figure it out i just i don't see how they have a dude averaging 33 points a game and they are currently a 10th seed i don't even want to talk about the timberwolves i think the timberwolves are fucking cooked that fucking rudy gobert trade garbage ass trade i said that trade was fucking garbage and it's looking like fucking garbage right now all right now let's talk about the lakers the lakers is the last team i'm gonna talk about by the way on the fucking pot that i did on friday i literally said the lakers were going to beat the fucking bucks i i just had a good feeling and they did the thing with me is that i've been saying like Talent wins you games in 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 the NBA, and it's, I don't care what anybody says. The Lakers have a lot of talent. They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. They have Russell Westbrook. They're just they it looks like they're finally figuring it out on offense, and they they just have to figure out how to play defense for four quarters. Once these dudes, I've been saying it. Once these dudes figure out how to play defense for four quarters. They're going to start climbing up their rankings. And Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind right now. If Anthony Davis was was not currently on the Lakers, if he was playing that way on another team that was like a top team in the West, he would literally be right behind Jason Tatum in the, in the MVP race. But he's a 10th seed. We're not going to start gassing him up like Stephen A. Smith was doing today, talking about he's an MVP candidate with the Lakers being fucking 10 and 12. He's he's literally played all 22 games. There is no reason the Lakers should be 10 and 12. That's just how I feel. Yes, they lost LeBron, but there were some of those games that they could have won without LeBron. Like they lost, I think, to the, to the Kings. Uh... No knock like that loss to the Pacers. That one was a was a heartbreaker. But currently the Pacers are playing great basketball right now, so you can't even shit on the Lakers for losing to them. And then that win on Friday is big. Like that means that like that win on Friday like it that means a lot because to me I feel like that 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 win shows that the Lakers can hang with the big boys. 
fucked because that they went out there and then punched them boys in the mouth. They won that game in Milwaukee. They took that fucking dub in Milwaukee. It's hard to win in Milwaukee. Everybody knows that. They took that W. Anthony Davis outplayed Giannis, you know, the best player in the world currently. So big ups, Anthony Davis. I'm not going to shit talk Anthony Davis. The only thing that that myself and Laker fans want to see is they want to see this dude play like that for a whole season to live up to the potential to be like, hey, this is why we went. This is what we gave up, what we gave up to get you. Yes, he demonstrated that in the 2020 uh, in the bubble chip. But let's be real. We had a three month break. I would love to see Anthony Davis play the way he is currently playing for a whole season. Like, we'll see, though. Like, the, that meme is true so far. Sorry, Anthony Davis. You're street clothes, Davis, until you prove us wrong. But, yeah, big ups to the Lakers. Good job. It, lo- it looks like the Lakers are finally starting to, like, get it together. We'll see, like, in the next 10, 12 games where they're at. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like this team is just going to start catching Mad W, especially after that big win on Friday. Don't be surprised if the Lakers are like a sixth seed by the next time I do a pod, which would be maybe in two weeks, maybe in three weeks. Who knows? They might still be in the same spot because I might do one next week. We'll see. Currently, just letting you guys know, I am working a shit ton of overtime, so I will try my hardest to do a pod. But yeah, I feel like the Lakers are going to start catching dubs right now. They've been catching dubs. We'll see if they can keep it up. Um, That game against Milwaukee was big. But also, the Lakers have a pretty rough schedule coming up. I know they're going to play the Celtics soon. They're going to play the Cavaliers tomorrow. That's a hard game. The Cavaliers are playing well right now. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, But yeah, good job to the Lakers. Talent wins games in this league. Let's see if they can keep it up. Let's get to the East. All right, let's talk about the Eastern Conference now. I feel like the Eastern Conference is pretty much a two-team race. I hate to say it. It's the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. But I'm not going to talk about those two right now. I'm going to save those two for last. I'm going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets right now and the Toronto Raptors. I feel like the Brooklyn Nets are going to end up winning more games. They're going to end up like a fifth or sixth seed. But currently right now... They just need Ben, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant to play more games together. I feel like once those dudes start playing more games together, they'll start rattling off more Ws. But I just... The the defense to me is like an issue. Like, they show that they can defend for, for a few moments, and then they just... It just goes to shit. It's like they, they ha- it's like the same issue as the Lakers. They haven't figured out how to play defense for the whole game. And it's kind of screwing them over because they keep losing. Um, but, you know, KD has been playing out of his mind. That's that's another thing that's, like, kind of saving this squad. They have KD. They have KD. Kyrie right now is playing, like, super average. I don't know if it's him not playing those two weeks already is affecting them or whatever. But I feel like once he, they, he, once these dudes, like, get it going, they're going to they're gonna end up, like, a fourth or fifth seed. Um and that's pretty much it. I don't really want to talk about the Nets a lot because, like, the Nets, we, have, we haven't seen their full potential. And it's all because they're all fucking divas. Except for KD. Kyrie a fucking diva. Ben Simmons a fucking diva. They're fucking robbing us of great basketball. So, fuck those two dudes. Um, And here we go. <laughs> the second of the Toronto Raptors. I know Pascal Siakam had went out. I don't know what's going... Fred Van Vliet had went down. 
like that's the thing about the Raptors. The Raptors are gonna always be like a top defensive team because Nick Nurse is like a defensive minded coach. I feel like the Raptors are gonna end up like a like they'll probably end up like a seventh or eighth seed. I just don't see they don't have they're not as talented as the other teams that are in front of them. I don't feel like they're as ta- they're as talented as the Pacers, but the Pacers are just like the Pacers and them have the same record right now. Like it's like I think they're just gonna be fighting right there in that position six and seven for the whole year. Um now let's talk about the Pacers. Like the Pacers to me, I was surprised. I a lot of people thought the Pacers were gonna be a lottery team, but obviously the addition of Halliburton and the rookie is paying dividends. Miles Turner's playing well. All these dudes are playing well. They're 12 and 11 now. They had a better record than that. They just started losing. But I think this team is going to be a playoff team. Um, I don't got a lot to say about the Pacers. I'm gonna be real with you. Outside of like, they're like not very impressive after Halliburton and and Benedict. Like, uh, they're kind of mad. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the 76ers. The 76ers are also 12 and 11, but the 76ers are about to get James Harden back. Yes, they just lost Maxi, but they are about to get James Harden back. And Embiid is kind of right now just like holding these dudes like over. Like, uh, he's like, uh, I gotta, I gotta backpack these dudes until these dudes come back and see what their full potential is. Like, to me, I think the Sixers should be way better than 12 and 11. Because they had Harden for the start of the season. They had Maxi balling out at the start of the season. And they were just getting rolled by everybody. Which made no sense because they these dudes literally have four fucking options. They got fucking Joel Embiid as a number one option. It's Maxi either what it's he switches off with Harden as two and three, and then it's Harden, and then it's fucking Tobias Harris. How are you paying Tobias Harris 32 million fucking dollars to fucking be mid as shit? Like, come on, dude. Like, I don't know. To me, I feel like the Sixers record does not reflect how good they should be. Yes, I feel like this team is going to end up as the third seed. I'm just going to say now, as constructed, I think the Sixers have more talent than the Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks. So I feel like the Sixers will probably end up as a third seed. And now let's talk about the Hawks. I don't feel like to me, I think the Hawks are just are winning right now. You know, they, they're talented. They got DeJounte. They got Trey Young. To me, I don't think Collins was a max player. That was a terrible fucking contract. That dude's like super, super mediocre. He's super hit or miss. DeJounte been balling. Trey Young's balling. The two guards are kind of carrying this squad. But the thing is, the two teams that are ahead, of, the three teams that are ahead of them, Literally have the players to match their guards. That's why those dudes are in front of them. And they have more pieces, better pieces. Now let's get to the Cavaliers. I'm going to be honest. I still call D. Mitch fucking overrated. Don't give a shit what anybody says. Until D. Mitchell shows me something in the playoffs. Like him not getting bounced in the first round. I don't give a shit. I ain't going to be gassing that man. Yes, he's playing well. Garden's playing well. Mobley's playing well. But to me, I feel like the Bucks and the Celtics are just clearly better than these than these dudes. Yes, the Cavs have beat the Celtics twice. Big fucking deal. The problem is, once they play in the playoffs, these dudes do not have anybody to guard their wings. And that's where they're going to get exposed. Like... They're gonna get exposed in the playoffs when they when they can't when they can't guard the wings of the Celtics and the Bucks. But then again, let's be real, like 
not a lot of teams have the the personnel to guard the wings of those two teams. Like, and I don't know. I just feel like the the Cavs are kind of overachieving right now. But who knows? It might prove me wrong. We'll see. Like, like I said, I want to see this in the playoffs. Also, that's another thing. They're super young, so I don't know if they're gonna fold like launchers or not. Now let's get to the Bucks. To me, the Bucks is clearly ahead and above everybody. The Celtics and the Bucks are above everybody. Let's just be real. They also got Giannis on the Bucks. They got Chris Middleton just came back. Chris Middleton's looking pretty good so far. He dropped 17 points on Friday, I believe, against the Lakers. He's, I know he's one of their best, better defensive players. Um, but Giannis is just beasting right now. Like Giannis literally held them, held them dudes together. That team is just built good. Like Bobby Portis, like like the, from from like their one man to like their eleventh man. This team is solid as hell. They all play good defense. They they all know how to play together. They've been together for years, so it's, they know what they need to do to win. And also, not having Giannis is just just like nuts. Like the dude, the dude is. It's just so damn good. Averaging 31, playing elite defense. Literally holding these dudes together while they get Middleton back. We're about to finally see what the Bucks are like at full strength now that they get Middleton back. <clears throat> and now let's talk about the Boston Celtics. No more talking about the fucking Bucks. The Bucks stops here. Fuck out of here. Let's talk about the motherfucking Boston Celtics, baby. All right, so the Boston Celtics are currently 19-5. and They have the best record in the NBA. And that is due to the play of their duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum has been absolutely phenomenal. Dropping 31 points and playing elite defense. Same with Jalen. Jalen's averaging like 28. And they're currently looking like the best duo in the league right now. They're, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the Clippers envisioned Kawhi and PG being. But, uh, yeah, it's not working out for them. Uh, you know, they're always fucking injured. But, yeah, basically, Tatum and Jalen Brown had just taken it to another level. And you can tell that this the team is, like, already looking like they're in mid-season form. Like, they haven't lost a back-to-back yet. They haven't lost two games in a row yet. Who knows when they lose two games in a row, if or if they will. They're just so good at bouncing back from a loss. Like, these dudes, like, I hate to say it. They just look so damn good, and they don't even have Robert Williams back. Like, this is the thing with Robert Williams, guys. Like, you, like if you, unless you watch the Seas a lot, you're going to just be like, oh, Robert Williams is just a mid-ass player. Robert, I promise you Robert Williams is not a mid-ass player. Him and Marcus Smart anchoring the defense makes that defense like a top three defense. The Boston Celtics currently own the best offense in the league right now. Like as of Friday, they, their their offense was ranked, their defense was ranked 15th. They're solely winning their games right now, off, outscoring every. What you guys don't realize is Time Lord is to this team what what AD is to the Lakers. Like when AD what he would be racing all those all those defensive mistakes in the bubble. That's what Robert Williams does for the Boston Celtics. And he has another lob threat. That's the thing. Like, unless you watch these dudes a lot, you're not. You're gonna be like, "Oh, he sucks." No, he does not suck. He's literally. He was a. He's gonna be a. When he comes back, he's going to be a top defender in his position. I promise you guys that. 
that's why like a lot of like Celtics fans are like super excited that the offense is flowing right now because the defense is going to get better when he gets back. And come on, and a defense anchored by Marcus Smart and Robert Williams is fucking scary. And then you have JB and and Tatum playing elite defense. Like though and Horford playing elite defense. Like those five dudes are just stoppers. Like they don't care what anybody says, those dudes are stoppers. Alright. Alright, that's it for the pod. Your boy's tired. I hope you guys enjoy the pod. Take care. It's Monday. Have a good Monday. I hope you guys uh enjoy this one. Um Peace out. I'm going to get some sleep now. Have a great day.